the college football experience week four preview and picks episode for 2022 on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app it's live in the app store and Google play store. It is free to download it. And it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Back on the college football experience, week four draft, rocking with Pick Dundee, Patty C, and NC Nick. It is currently on my selection. So, guys, uh, this is where that does it drop off a bit. You think, or is it still is it still going strong? Mm. There's one more round of picks. One more round of picks. Okay. uh, Well, look, I'm going to, I'm going to take us to uh, with knowing what's happening. I think big 12 Colby is, is, uh, (laughs) is going to make a mark here. Knowing that uh, Texas is on the way out the door. This game was wild as shit last time in Lubbock. I can't believe Texas tech didn't get the win this one. Oh yeah. Uh, Texas got two onside kicks in the final two minutes to get this win. Um, I'm taking Texas at Texas tech, but just a lot of this logic here is just the fact that Texas is on the way out the door and you know, Lubbock is going to be rocking with the thought of, Hey, can we put this might be the last time Texas plays at Lubbock in a long time. Remember the basketball game this year? Yes, yes, that was wild. Yes, so I I think this one is going to be batshit crazy. We are the college football experience, and look, if you want the college football experience, we've mentioned some great rivalries: Virginia Tech, West Virginia, that I think would be amazing to go to. I think this one low key slept on this week. Texas at Texas Tech, Patty C. What do you think? You might be right. Uh, these two teams, it's it's tough to like really tell how the people in Texas view this rivalry. I feel like West Texas and uh, East Texas have two different cultures. West Texas is like the true desert East Texas. I don't have quite a grasp on it. I feel like it's a little like a both, you know, deserty and like, you know, whatever redneck. And so uh, I think there is a cultural difference having read Friday night lights. You know, that was, they were really proud of West Texas football. And I think Texas tech being one of the, pretty much the only power five school in West Texas is really proud of that program. Joey McGuire. We're going to see what he's got up his sleeve. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian probably needs this one. Can't fall asleep at the wheel. Can't fall asleep drunk at the wheel. And, and Texas has dominated this rivalry uh, over the years. Even, even with They've won five in a row. Yeah. I mean, even with all this, you know, it's been since 2017, the last time Texas got that win, or I'm sorry, Texas tech got that win. But uh, 
I just feel like this one, the, the stakes are higher. Stakes are higher in this matchup than traditionally a Texas, Texas tech game. So, well, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Texas tech is Texas's eighth most played rival. Uh, but Texas is Texas tech's second most played rival. Mm, so I do think mm. it means a little more to Texas tech. And does that mean they come away with the W here, especially with Texas on its way out the door? Let's hope so. I can't wait to watch this one. Nick, your thoughts on Texas, Texas tech. Did I take it too high for well, you? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I, I'm big 12 Nick now. Uh, so uh, <laughs> last, last year was 70 to 35 Texas one in Austin, you know, but you, the key thing here is that this game is in Lubbock. The last three matchups in Lubbock, you mentioned the game in 2020, that was 63 to 56 in overtime, Texas one only that also like, it was uh what say what I said, I, I still can't believe they lost that game. They had like a 21 yeah. point lead in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but every time they play in Lubbock, it's close 2018. It was 41, 34, 2016, 45, 37. I mean, you get the point. You know, uh, but it has been since 2008 since Texas Tech has actually won at home. Was that the so, uh, Crabtree uh, game? Which one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2008 was the Crab the, the Crabtree game. Oh, I think. Was yeah, so was it? Great. Yeah, that was I a think great so. Game, yeah, man. that was a classic. Mike Leach getting it done. Um, oh yeah, I, I like this. The stands are going to be wild, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think you have to look for a, a live home dog here. Definitely. There we go. All right, NC Nick. <laughs> Where are you right, going here? The ACC, okay. Let me get back to the ACC. <laughs> Talking about some of these Big Twelve games, it was fun. It was cute, you know. But let me get back to the ACC. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame at UNC. Look, uh, third straight year these teams have squared off against each other. Uh, Notre Dame won both of them, uh, forty-four to thirty-four and thirty-one to seventeen. And really, I mean, the more finesse Tar Heels just. They haven't been able to handle oh, the physicality dude, and the line play of the Fighting Irish. I think it was 2020 season, where yeah. North, in my opinion, North Carolina got severely outcoached. Carolina was coming into that game. Yeah, like North Carolina had ranked. the better, t- like the, on a roster standpoint. I believe North Carolina's roster was more talented. Well, and I can tell you, Kyron Williams has run wild on the Tar Heels for two years in a row. It was a buck ninety nine last year. Year before that, I think it was like a buck thirty or something. Uh, so yeah, can UNC handle? the Notre Dame rushing attack. Uh, I would probably say probably not, but it's an interesting game. It is in chapel Hill. So uh, yeah, at least they have, you know, that uh, on their side. Yeah. Uh, Patty C, what do you make of this game? Well, I mean, exactly what you guys are saying. And I saw the same thing that uh, UVA has had to deal with when they played Notre Dame over the past few years, they've got some speed on the edge, but like Notre Dame with the big 10 offense alignment and then like really recruiting toward the offensive line. The, the, uh, the advantage in the trenches is obvious that Notre Dame has it. They both collapse the uh, offensive line of the, uh, of Notre Dame and North Carolina, and they run right through it on offense. What if I told you they've played 21 times. Notre Dame has 20 wins. North Carolina's got one. I don't oh, think it's going to get any what, better here. What year was that one win? <laughs> 1960, 1960, <laughs> 12 to seven. Jeez. Does uh, probably uh, Roman Gabriel had a good game that <laughs> no, day. No, he was NC State, man. I don't know well, who, no, the fuck, right. who the fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty damn good pull that you even know Roman Gabriel was in. Uh, <laughs> was in in the state. Look, yeah, East Carolina fans know that. Yeah, um, but oh, you're saying for Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Both you guys. Um, 
fucking Roman Gabriel. It might as well be Sid Luckman. Like I don't know shit about these guys. I love how we got a Sid Luckman pull. Uh, Actually, UNC was one of the last like Power Five teams to have a starting quarterback in the NFL. It was uh, T.J. Yates. Yeah, for the Texans. Yeah, he was he was the first ever Tar Heel to start in the NFL at quarterback, which is crazy. Insane. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you're playing the right. I, I think this game needs to be played right around here. So uh, it makes sense in to the me. Ballpark. In it, the ballpark. It makes sense to me. I might have, I might have one ahead of it, but we'll see yeah. if we get to that. But uh, Patty C uh, you are now on the clock. Well, obviously there's one of personal nature that is in the ballpark right now, but <laughs> I am going to go with a game that really stands out to me to this day as like a hornet's nest situation that that cost USC a national championship back in 2008. This, they were the best team in the country in 2008. In my humble, I mean, I think they were one. Yes, they were Oklahoma, Florida, both awesome. It wasn't by a landslide. The fucking resumes were razor thin. I can even understand why Oklahoma with this loss to Oregon state was left out of the equation. But do I think they were the best team in the country? Dude. Yes. USC played 12 power fives that year. Yeah. They were the best team in the country. Dude. They let up for a fucking half. They were the on a Thursday night. They look going back, doing some of the data on USC. Holy shit. As much as I hate them, I have to respect them because they have like eight or nine years in the past 20 years where they've played 12 power fives. fives. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. You hear that Alabama? (laughs) You hear that Georgia? Dude. I mean, the the, the Ohio state, the team in like 2005 that won the national championship. I think it was. Yeah. Their schedule that year is crazy. You look at it. You're like, holy shit. But The SEC is harder. So we only have to play four games against. So we have Wofford on the schedule. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. uh, No, this is a great game. And I think Jonathan Smith at Oregon state, watch out Lincoln Riley. Look, Lincoln Riley, as much as look, I'm a big Lincoln Riley guy. And I know we're going to have some arguments in the future. Cause I know we have some stuff behind the scenes going on with some coach rankings. Uh, he's known. We've mentioned K state giving, you know, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, uh, they've won two of the last three against Oklahoma. Riley is known to drop a game or two in the regular season. Matt Campbell gives him a hard time. That's true. Watch out for this game. Watch out for this game. Cause uh and and it's in those little unexpected hornets net spots. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Else. It's like in Pullman, or uh, yeah, or I mean, well, f- well, for him, he's never been there, but in the Big Twelve, yes, yeah, it's well, like Manhattan Manhattan. or Ames. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking, uh, uh, where is Oregon State? God, they should. I mean, uh, Oklahoma should have lost to Kansas last year if if Caleb Williams doesn't do a crazy pitch play. That's it was a true. fourth and five. He was stopped. Why am I drawing? Where is Oregon State? What's this? Corvallis. 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 Yeah, Corvallis. yeah that's a, that's a hornet's nest. Uh, Nick, what do you think of USC at Oregon State? No, this one's fun, man. I mean, I mentioned last week that USC is must-watch football this year, and Corvallis is very dangerous. Uh, first off, the Beavers beat USC in LA last year, what forty-five to twenty-seven. Their first oh, win, oh, oh, oh. their first win in the Coliseum since nineteen sixty. Oh, oh, oh. And Oregon State went six and zero at home last year, beating the likes of Utah. Arizona State, Washington. Wow. Yeah. So you know what? they're very dangerous at home. No, they're really good at home. Pat Patty C has not given Jonathan Smith I the amount of yet. respect he deserves, I in my very opinion. Slow to adjust and accept Oregon State as a legitimate like threat. 
six and zero at home last year. So watch out Trojans. I'm not saying Oregon State's going to win, but I will say take the points. I mean, the yeah. last time Oregon went there, it took two Corvallis two years ago when they had a a really good team. It should have cost them their uh, uh, yeah Pac-12 yeah. Championship <laughs> appearance. <laughs> uh, I love this matchup. That's what I would have played above Notre Dame, North Carolina, but it's all right there. It's all right there. Yeah. Um. All right. That goes over to your boy Dundee. Man, it's hard now. Now is where it really drops off, right? I feel like we can say this. This really drops off now. Yeah, fair enough. You um, watch your tongue. There is an elite game that both <laughs> NC Nick <laughs> and myself are deeply invested in here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a shot on row in this boat. Rowing this boat to East Lansing could be uh, Minnesota at Michigan State. Mel Tucker, he's getting all the accolades. Just got like a hundred million dollars. You can't pay the players, but Mel Tucker just made a hundred million dollars <laughs> on, 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 and he's and he's got I think what like a he's got a career record of like fourteen and thirteen. <laughs> uh, look, he had a great year last year. I'm not trying to blast Mel Tucker, but. I, I find it crazy to give him that type of money, not knowing, kn- knowing that his other two seasons as a head coach were losing seasons. Here's the thing: Michigan right. State, two and zero against Harbaugh under his fucking watch. That's true. That's where the hundred. He's two and zero against Harbaugh. That, yeah, that's Michigan. true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So, but look, PJ Fleck brings back everyone. You remember Muhammad Ibrahim got knocked out for the season? That stud running back yeah. tore his uh tore his Achilles. He's back. Tanner Morgan elected to use that COVID year. He's back. Okay. Minnesota. Uh, I'm telling you a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people kind of sleeping on the Gophers I think they could be the team to come out of the big 10 West this year. Both those okay. dudes underperformed a little bit, but didn't even no, Ibrahim was balling. He got injured he in the Ohio, Ohio state, Ohio state game. game and then they and blew then that game. Apart. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So he had a good first half too. I think he was over a hundred yards in the first half or something. Yeah. He's a baller. You're right. You're he's right. a baller. He um, so Minnesota at Michigan state, I smell, I, do you guys smell that upset? I smell that upset. Mm. Row that boat Row right that in there. Boat. Tell Larry Nassar to get the fuck out of the way. All right. Cause PJ Flex going to get it done in East Lansing. What do you make of this game, Nick? Yeah, that's a good one. I might have a couple ones a little bit higher, but uh, Michigan state is coming on the heels of that tough road trip to Seattle. So I think Minnesota catches them in a pretty good spot here, but just on record alone last year, you got an 11 and two squad versus a nine and four team. Both finished third in their divisions, and but both had a shot, you know, down the the stretch run to win, you know, the East and the West. Uh, yeah, they're different divisions here, so yeah, it, it should be a good one here. Uh, I look at Minnesota's schedule, and uh, they do dodge Ohio State and Michigan from the East, but they get at Michigan State and at Penn State with Rutgers at home. They so. can win those. They can win. Once those. again, though, yeah. Big Ten not really doing them any favors. You would think a year where they dodge the Buckeyes and Michigan, but then they get at Sparty and at the Nittany lines. I mean, those are tough yeah. places to win. Yeah. Well, they they, they could have, they could have used the at Rutgers and a home to Michigan state yes, or Penn state. Exactly. The entire, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about giving them the, the, the extreme minority of the big tennis. That is an impossible conference. If you're getting two cross division games from that division, yeah. You're getting fucked pretty much. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you just hope one of the tough ones is at home. Occasionally, not, not so, on the road. occasionally someone will get Rutgers and Maryland and be like, oh, yes. 11 win season <laughs> coming. Like Ohio yeah. lottery. <laughs> Ohio State get, gets both of those every year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they do. Yeah, they do. The East, but yeah. <laughs> maybe Wisconsin does. Anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, Patty C, you like that game? 
Oh gosh, Minnesota, uh, at Michigan State. What do you think of it? Yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean, both teams. You would uh, let me ask you this: Michigan State starting the season, Western Michigan at home, Akron at home. No, they, they, the Akron game pisses me off. You know that drives me crazy because that was supposed to be Boise State. They bought out Boise State because they didn't want to play that game. They put didn't they make they some put Akron there. Yeah. Or something? yeah. Okay, they put Akron at home instead. They should be two and zero. Their road trip to Washington, Michigan State of Washington. That's an elite game. I don't know how well we rated rated that last week, but that should be pretty damn competitive. I had that as the uh, sixth. Well, I drafted that game as the it was the sixth best game last week. I think you we almost can't right. blame Michigan State for bailing on Boise. I mean, do they really want to play Boise at Washington and Minnesota? Well, well you know, three well that's weeks their fault because I can blame them because Boise already came to East Lansing and Michigan State's barely snuck out with the win. I think it was like yeah. sixteen to fourteen. The oh, you wanted them to play back to back road trips. At well, Boise manage your at schedule. Washington. No, no, no. <laughs> My point is this: is that they've already done their job and played at at East Lansing. Yeah, schedule them week one, All so right? you don't have to go back. Yeah, to or schedule them another fucking year. Either way, they don't bail on yeah. this shit happens. Games get canceled all the time. Okay, don't yeah, your be... wife. We know your wife went to Michigan state, buddy. All right. We know that. All right. And she's probably overhearing you trying to score some points. All right. Nick uh, hasn't been late in a week. He's trying to get some. Uh, I haven't married eight years. So, <laughs> so that, that but yeah, I mean, shit. Uh, if you're getting laid once a week yeah. after eight years of marriage, you're a fucking pimp. I hit the lottery if, if, yeah. if that happened. Uh, all right. All right. NC Nick, it's back to you. All right, you know, I know Patty C was talking about a very interesting Sunbelt game. Just do it. Just do it. I'm going to go with a different Sunbelt <laughs> game. This is a slap in the face. And now, look, both of them are very high. You could, you could go either way, but this one is also Thursday night. I mentioned it earlier Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. This is a huge Sunbelt East matchup. Two of the best three teams. Yeah. And yeah. last year, hold on. Last year, Georgia State won forty-two to forty in Conway. I mean, the question is: Are these two teams playing Thursday night better than the two teams you guys picked thirty minutes ago in West Virginia and Virginia Tech? That's what sucks. Eh? They should move this to Friday because no one wants to watch Virginia Syracuse. This is yeah, better than really Virginia should. Syracuse. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, God's eye. I guess I'll be fine. I'll have both these games on, but. Uh, I love this game. And by the way, Georgia State leads the all-time series, Nick, three to two. So can your Chanticleers tie it up? Can they tie it up? Is the question. You know what's crazy about that? So, in, in that series, five games, the the road team has won every time. That's wild. That's wild. That's absolutely wild. And, and Coastal Carolina, last time they were in Atlanta, won fifty-one nothing. Oh. Uh, Grayson McCall is back. They still got Teddy Gallagher, Dude. the mullet. Jamie Chadwell is alive and rocking and Conway, but this Dude, one's I in bet, Atlanta. I bet you Teddy, Gall- T- Teddy Gallagher is playing in the USFL in a couple of years. <laughs> hey, man, Can't you I- see him being <laughs> Scooby, right? Yes, I could. I could a hundred percent. What do you make of this game? Patty? see coastal Carolina, Georgia state. Well, Georgia state ended up becoming closer to the team. We expected them to be with their what? 22 returning starters last year, but it took him a couple, probably four or five weeks to get it. We after five weeks, I think we were pretty disappointed. Then they figured it out toward the end they, of the season. They found the right quarterback. 
Yeah, that was part of it. Also, choking like a mofo against Auburn hurt pretty yeah. bad. Uh, that one was ridiculous. Either way, they were a good team. I don't know how much we have to do there our, our deep dive on Georgia State this year before I can feel comfortable talking about them. But I do feel uh, comfortable saying Coastal Carolina probably should be back. Grace McCall's on his way back, right? Yeah, and Gallagher, that beast linebacker. Uh, beach football in South Carolina is uh, there, but I kind of, I was thinking about the past 10 years of college football going through stuff. Has there been a, like a, a team that is really like captured? Like I feel like coastal Carolina the beach vibe that just, that just kind of emerged out of nowhere that really the has COVID like, year. what, what, what team do you think like 10 years ago, you never watched one of their games. Well, and, like, a team that emerged with that much success and that much swag. Yeah. Tough. It's tough. <laughs> Pretty unique in that sense. Uh, I love that matchup Thursday night. Can't wait for it. Coastal care Sunbelt fun belt. We know the Sunbelt, the new Sunbelt, probably my favorite conference now, man. I love, I can't wait to watch the new Sunbelt. I will say, I mean, we're getting a, a way ahead of ourselves here. Cause I think this is like week nine or 10 It's early November app state plays at coastal on a Thursday night. Yes. I'll be there. Already got already setting wheels in motion and I, that's you know far in advance here but uh that game is going to be a lot of fun. Please grow out your mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll start growing it now. Please do it. You'll um, be one of 50,000 fans <laughs> in the stands with the mullet. All right, man. I'm on the clock. I oh, know. Sorry. Patty C's on the clock. Patty C, your pick. Are we staying in the Sun Belt? Mm. Temptation is very much there. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna stay in the Sun Belt, although there is another game on my radar. But I do believe it'll be around for a little longer. But we're gonna stay in the Sun Belt for a reason, because James Madison University is playing their first really tough game within this conference, right? Uh, first game I, within the conference in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I mean, look, you're you're wearing the JMU hat. We know you played there. You, you, the, Jamie's got a rich history, but not against App State. App State is twelve and four against Ooh. JMU. Do you want that smoke in Boone? I don't think you do in Boone. Let me, well, let me say this: They're scared. They're scared, and, and here's why: They scheduled an early bye week before this game. We're not scared. We're uh, fucking smart. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, App State is cocky. They scheduled North Carolina, although they got them at home. Kudos to them for that. Then they go to fucking Boone or uh, uh, Kyle Field, and then uh, you they, do catch him at a right at a decent spot. And then right? Troy State, which is no fucking gimme. Uh, but then it, the App State doing some pretty good scheduling there, though. I got to give it to him. A JMU should should I mean Middle Tennessee? We're gonna state we're gonna find out how good JMU is at the FBS level because I feel like Middle Tennessee State respectable program. Norfolk State, we should beat them. They're still FCS. We were better than last year. We get the bye week. Now we get our first real test at this level. If we come in and we slap a team that's had as much success as App State, fuck you all. Okay. <laughs> what <laughs> We're am I taking over the dude, division? There was a part of that in the beginning of that sentence, that, that rant, where I felt like you were Lou Holtz. <laughs> I, I felt like there was a, like a, just a faucet going on here. I was like, I can't. There's I, a lot of alcohol. Well, well, I don't get. I get the <laughs> cold. Watching this YouTube video sees me drinking like a fucking fish over here. <laughs> it's midweek, okay? It's dude, a can hard you give me a glass? Week. I'll have some with you, man. All can right, you go get me a glass? Thank you. you. Uh, dude, seriously. I mean, this has showed that you know the Sun Belt has arrived. The last two games, all four Sun Belt East teams. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Patty C, give me some ice too. Um, 
Yeah, no, this is a great matchup, man. But and, and actually, JMU did win the last matchup they played back in 2008. JMU won 35-32 in Harrisonburg, but they haven't won in Boone since 1991. Mm. All right, uh, was I don't even think Charles Haley or Norwood or Gary Clark was on that roster. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, this is uh, the new Sun Belt. It's going to be fucking fantastic, man. Hell yeah! It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So this puts myself on the clock. All right, actually, you know what? I'm going to read an ad. I'm going to get us paid. Uh, I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. Probably wondering, hey, what is this stuff, Colby? What the hell are you talking about, right? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients uh, supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all those things. And it costs less than three uh, $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You got to do it. AG one uh, supports better sleep quality and recovery and uh, athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews to make it easy. Athletic, athletic greens is giving you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreenscom SGP. Again, that is athleticgreenscom SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, folks, we are back. Jameson and Ginger. At least for me. Yeah, I just do it on the rocks. Uh, Kobe looks down on mixed drinks. I don't need no training. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what, a, what a little hipster. Good God. Look at his glasses. Say no more. And he's wearing a San Francisco, <laughs> Oakland A's hat. San Francisco, over there. that's Oakland, man. Same difference. No, there's a big difference. There's well, a big difference. Yeah. Sorry, let's be honest. <laughs> I wonder what the interaction between San Francisco and Oklahoma or uh, Oakland residents is. But I do think San Francisco or Oakland's turning more and more like San Francisco it's because pretty hipster. Well, no, because like they can't afford it's all tech. So you're getting yeah, you're getting all the hippies that are moving over to Oakland. You got to give the hipsters credit for that. Like they're just like moving to the fucking hood and and make it happen. <laughs> they're brave, braver than we give them credit for, <laughs> buddy. Uh, Anyway, okay. Next up, we got. Uh, well, it's my pick. It's my pick. Let me just continue to do this. Uh, let's go to. I'm going to take you to Tempe, where I don't care that uh, Arizona State had a million transfers. They play good in Tempe, and they just got Emory Jones also. Like, I mean, sure, Arizona State had a bunch of players transfer out, and I heard this. I heard when Jaden Daniels left, the locker room rejoiced. <laughs> I did hear that too. Yeah. So that uh, maybe Herm, if he's still coaching by week one, maybe uh, they, they get it done here and, and pull the upset against uh, I'll tell you this, Utah in the first four weeks to have to go to the swamp and, and the desert. That that's a tough, those are tough. Those are, those are tough games, man. If you look the last time I want to say they went there first off uh, they're 10 and 22 all time against Arizona state. But I think if you look at the history here, the last time they played in Tempe, they lost by 18 in 2018. They, they did win in 2016, but, uh, the, but prior to that, they hadn't won in Tempe. So they've won once in Tempe, uh, since 1977. Wow. Watch out, watch out dangerous game. You know, Utah is going to be favored here. How many times have they played in Tempe since 1977? A decent amount. 
these teams have only played 32 times ever. No, but look, they they lost in 77. They won in 76. They so they but they've lost in Tempe what? 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 they not so they're one in ten at Tempe since nineteen seventy six. Yeah, Utah State or uh, Arizona State had do- dominated this rivalry up into twenty fourteen. I'm looking at this. There's a, a streak uh, started or ending in twenty fourteen of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games since then. Utah winners of four of the last six. It's easy to see a tide turn. Colby. It is easy <laughs> to see a tide <laughs> turn, but uh, getting them in Salt Lake City is half the battle there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think tide turning. I see. As I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of. Tur- it's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> uh, did I say those words? <laughs> Nick, what do you think of Utah at Arizona State? Yeah, it should be a fun one, man. And and you you hit the nail on the head here. If it was in Salt Lake City, it's probably not that great of a matchup. Uh, Utah won there by fourteen last year. But in the desert in Tempe, uh, it's going to be a, a, a very interesting game. I think it will be close. Utah trying to defend its Pac 12 title from a year ago. I think it's uh, played at the right spot. Should be a good one. Hopefully, let, not on too late. Let me ask you this Corvallis, Pullman, and Tempe. And I guess you can throw Salt Lake City in there. Which one's the hardest to win at? Corvallis? Well, if you're also. Talking about the the you know, the the strength of the team than than Salt Lake City definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean that's kind of been recent, but I, I mean I I just feel like all four are kind of low key, really yeah. hard places to grab a win. I would say Tempe should be harder during the day, but it seems like you know the night- Big Ten has never won at Arizona State. They play pretty frequently. And they just get housed every they time. Ju- uh, whether it's Wisconsin, whether it's whoever. Whether you know, like they There's get fucked up by, by desert night games that are yeah. like really I don't know they, they they spook teams. Port Vallis, same thing. The woods at night. I feel like you can go to Utah any time of day and you're gonna you're gonna get the, your ass whooped. Yeah. The the, the uh, elevation is gonna fuck you. you yeah, know? yeah. That well, place gets. I lit feel too. like the elements are you know play a factor often in in uh, Corvallis and at Washington State. You know whether it yeah, be it's like raining or, or rain snowing or, snow. or sleet. Yeah, yeah. I feel you know it's more stable, obviously in in Tempe, but it's it's still it's different than especially if you're coming from you know Wisconsin or something. Yeah, not so. necessarily any easier, more right. predictable, but yeah, right. Yeah. Hundred ten degrees is hundred ten degrees. <laughs> it's a it's a dry, it's a dry it's a, heat. It's a dry <laughs> heat. All right, NC Nick, uh, you are on the clock. All right, how about uh, the battle of Dallas and Fort Worth? Whoa! Oh, on the schedule. Well, week? especially because they used to coach. Why with is each this other. so far down the list? I didn't even. Come on, TCU at SMU. A always game. a fun the game. battle of the frying pan or whatever. Uh, iron skillet, <laughs> like you know, like the gridiron, like football <laughs> itself. Yeah. Well, this should got, be this should be Friday night too. That'd be it'd be a great Friday night game. Uh, uh, you gotta love ahead. the fact that Sonny Dykes employed Rhett Lashley just uh, what two or three years ago, and now they're facing each other. Right. And uh, TCU had won seven in a row from 2012 to 2018, but SMU has won the last two. If you're talking about tides turning, I think uh, very Texas uh, thing to say there. You guys really, uh, it's easy to see a tide turn. Isn't George W from Dallas or there? Houston, I think it was one of them. One of them. Yeah. Uh, No, this is a good matchup. It is a good matchup. And, but this is going to be very interesting because they're both run the same stuff. 
So uh, this should. I'm be- very interested to see Rhett Lashley down there. I think he's going to do uh, do well. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I think you can make the case that SMU's in a better situation now with Rhett Lashley than they were with Sonny Dykes. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I wasn't big on the Sonny Dykes hire by TCU, but we, we this is a this is a fun game. Patty, see you like this one? You think it's played right right here? I love it. Look, I, I you got to feel like SMU. They got shafted in the '80s. They took the death penalty. They watched TCU's emergence in the 2000s, starting with what probably uh, Ladanian Tomlinson straight yeah. up to yeah. you know finishing in the top five, um, and then finally they've ma- managed to turn it around. These are what is this uh, Fort Worth versus Dallas? Yeah, let it come on. SMU belongs in the Big Twelve. They make another audition today in a competitive game. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Well, Patty, see that puts you back on the clock. I'm taking on a personal flavor here. Uh, there are a couple that uh, could potentially fill that exact uh, category, but uh, we're going for You know what? When I mentioned earlier that uh, UCF gets a two for one for Florida and UCF would get a two for one with Indiana X or a one for one with uh, Indiana, Cincinnati is getting that one for one with Indiana. And so there's your uh, example, uh, a power yeah. conference team versus a group of five yeah. team. One gets a two for one. Ohio state would never do a home and home with Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, they haven't had a home or a road game against a, uh, a, a group of five team in, in state in what, like 500 years. Um, so Indiana at Cincinnati, Indiana did only win two games last year though. It doesn't matter because here's why, because this is one of the biggest threats supposedly on Cincinnati's schedule. It is a little bit of a local rivalry. There's some recruiting at stake here and everyone expects Cincinnati to go to Arkansas week one and take that L suppose that doesn't happen. This is one of the only other few things that stands in Cincinnati's way after Cincinnati's a playoff performance last year. Well, not, not a great playoff appearance last year and draft performance. Is there any reason that they can't make the playoff again? Well, yeah, the draft performance and all the players they lost. Okay. But he's saying if they run the table again, well, yeah, sure. Indiana leads this all time series nine to four, Petty C. Well, that's about to be (laughs) nine to five because the Bearcats are trending. I tend to believe you. In the right direction. I tend to believe you here. Nick, what do you make of Cincinnati uh, taking on at home the Indiana who, who, Hoosiers? It's picked a little too high. But look, we all like when Power Five teams play on the road against the American Conference or the Sun Belt or, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's a decent game. I think Cincinnati does win. I think. Indiana's flash in the in the pan season from 2020 is a thing in the way past, you know. So, go Bearcats. Let me say this: at Arkansas, Kennesaw at home, Miami at home, Indiana at home, Miami, Ohio, Miami, Ohio. Yeah. Right? Should they get through that? The rest of the schedule pretty manageable. Cincinnati. Dude, they lost a lot though. You know, you don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, let me tell you this. Uh, Three star, uh, fucking Desmond Ritter, what second, third round draft pick to the uh, Falcons, bringing in Mr. Ohio, Evan Prater. Hey, guess what? Winning helps you recruit Ben Bryant and Ben Bryant. Yeah, Ben Bryant. Uh, we should see. Well, we shall see what happens there in, in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think that I, I think I would take a few over this, but it's uh, only because 
It's a group of five team beating a power five team in a potentially marquee matchup. There you go. It is on my pick here, and I am going. I mean, there's a lot out there still that I mean that Duke Kansas game. You know that's catching my eye. Um, Don't steal it from me. Uh, man, you know I I feel like I gotta play this one. Do it. It's it's talking to you. I know it's talking to you. And it's probably the best game. Your rankings a little fucked up here. Uh, all right, let's go to let's go to Greenville. Oh, not the one I was. Navy thinking. at East Carolina. Look, uh, you know I'm a sucker for the triple option. You know, uh, actually, despite e- uh, ECU's success when they had Ruffin McNeil, or whether it's Mike Houston, Navy fucks them up. Navy is a bad team to play. Like uh, as an ECU fan, you you cringe when you see this matchup. You cringe because uh, uh, you're like, wait. Are they going to fuck us up again? I mean, they've had some really, I'm going to pull up some scores for you on why these games are, have been, especially with Scotty Montgomery with Scotty Montgomery. These things got really out of hand, like really fucking out of hand. Um, here we go. So, so the last time they played last year, ECU won 38, 35, like a 55 yard game winning field goal. Uh, they're ECU's two and seven against Navy. Oh, and four at home against Navy. And look at these ass whoopings. Look at these ass whoopings. What Navy has done to them. Uh, Navy dropped 76 points on ECU. <laughs> 76 <laughs> to 35. 76 points. Because uh, <laughs> they also dropped 56 in Greenville the next time they went to Greenville. 56 to 28. Scotty Montgomery lose, he, all, he lost 42 to 10. I mean, this guy got his ass whooped by Navy every game. Uh, so. Mike Houston, though this 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 uh, ECU team's got something special brewing this year, and that's Cincinnati's biggest problem. Uh, so, uh, as much as I think Niamatolo is going to have Navy back bowling, they they take an L in Greenville. Nick, what are your thoughts? ECU Navy. You guys are getting crazy, man. You guys are are passing up a lot of good games. Come on, ECU Navy. Nobody's you, watching this. Yeah, dude. E- at Navy last four years. Granted, they had an eleven and two sandwiched in there, but. Three and ten, eleven and two, three and seven, four and eight. Navy is a better football program than Indiana. Okay, but ECU is not as good a program. They're better than Indiana as too. Cincinnati is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Neil. You guys are reaching. You guys are reaching big time here. Let me uh, get us back on track. All right. There's the voice of reason. I read that comment, by the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what did the? Uh, that was my comment. What did the uh, fan who who did the review say? No, I thought he said that uh, the no, voice no, no. of reason. That, that was that was me replying to it, oh. saying yes, I am the voice of reason. He said, uh, "Oh, geez, I, I'm, I don't I'm going blank now. now." Yeah, I don't remember uh, now don't either. Don't give but. Nick credit for being the voice yeah. of reason here. Voice I, of reason because he plays thirty fucking ACC games. That guy's got to be a fucking. He's he he went to Duke, I'm sure. Um, anyway, uh, Navy ECU, you like it, Nick? Uh, oh, he said. NC Nick is the rational one. Oh. Exactly. I'm rational. No, I don't like this game. I'm not going to be watching it's it. Rational it's rational to, to play Duke Boston college in the top 30 games. That, oh, yeah. Unfucking believable. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd say to that guy. I uh, did. All right. Well, my turn's next, right? Yeah, Let me so talk a better here. game. Play your damn music. <laughs> Oregon at Wazoo. How is this not a better oh, yeah. game? You're right. You're right. Thank I missed you. that one, <laughs> but, but, on. but it's not that far. Like you see you Navy's in this realm. 
Dude, Oregon has no, lost two out of out of the last three at Wazoo. Dan Lanning is on upset alert here. I mean, Oregon starts his. I mean, his, you're right. His, you're right here. Look, I I unlike some of those other platforms will admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. Nick dialed in a little tighter than we are. Oregon right now. at Washington state. I didn't miss that one. I didn't <laughs> miss that one. And I think I actually miss another one. Now that you bring it up, shout out to the pac 12 because they actually have some pretty good matchups that perhaps yeah. we're overlooking. So you um, say Dan Lanning on upset alert here. Yeah. And I mean, look at his, his tenure starts with, uh, I mean, Georgia neutral site, BYU at home. And at Wazoo, three out of his first four games. What is their record after that stretch? Get I mean, that out again. It was so th- there's one uh, cupcake. I think it, they play uh, Eastern Washington, but Georgia, other than that, that's, that's, that's not a cupcake, cupcake either. Uh, Georgia, Georgia and point. Atlanta, Eastern Washington. <laughs> they beat UNLV in, in. I mean, I know it's UNLV, but they not, beat a Mountain West team last year. It's not that far of a trip for Eastern Washington to go to Oregon, right? Georgia neutral site, BYU at home at Wazoo. Oh, and four. No, <laughs> maybe one and three though. Maybe one and three. I mean, uh, this rivalry, by the way. Um, now I get it. Wazoo is forty-one and fifty-one. So Oregon has this rivalry by ten. But I'm telling you, it's chippy. When Leach was there, and then uh, even even with Rolovich, these scores. Last time they were in Pullman, Oregon won forty-three twenty-nine. That score was misleading. They added a late touchdown, right? But these games are fucking close. So Wazoo won the game before the two games before that in uh, in Pullman. Yep. And and then you go back to 2014 when when Oregon went to the national championship. They only won by seven in Pullman. Um, or no, Oregon Oregon lost the national championship to yeah in 14 right to Ohio State. Um, th- this this is a sneaky place. <laughs> I, I beg the question: it, Would you rather play if you're a head coach? Would you rather play at Oregon State or at Washington State? Great question. Mm. Look, I, this is what I want to ask you guys because you guys are so much more dialed into Washington State than you have been for like thirty years, right? Yeah. Washington State. By the time I mean, I saw Ryan Leach take him to the uh, Ryan Leaf take him to the uh, Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl yeah. you know, and Drew Bledsoe doing well before that, and Mark Rippin had success. Mark Jack Rippen. Thompson, apparently yeah. their quarterback. You, yeah, but uh, Tim Rosenball. Some wow, yeah, uh, some success <laughs> since then. Uh, God damn, they were cranking them out. Yeah. There. Um, but I just think of them as kind of like an Oregon state-ish second tier program, even though Leach had some damn good years with them. Mike Price had some great years with them in the nineties. What is what is Washington State? What is Washington? Are they are they give me another team that I, I should relate to them? Washington, Nick, Nick. So what would you compare Washington State and Oregon State to like East Coast teams? That's tough, man. I would say like uh, I would compare obviously they don't get the talent. I mean, I think they're more relatable to like Kansas State or something. Yeah, that's pretty you high know, damn t- praise. Washington State had some great years, man. Yeah, yeah, a, a very tough place to play. It's in the middle of nowhere. They don't get the top talent. They do more with less. They get JUCOs. They you know have to build people up through their program. Uh, it's kind of tough to. Uh, I, to compare him to an East Coast team. It's funny that you said K State because my first thought was Missouri. Okay, yeah, I think it, that like, makes sense. My that was just the first thing that popped into my mind. They have some up years. They have yeah. some surprisingly yeah. up years. It's still okay. a sneaky road game too. Like yeah. I, I f- actually think at Wazoo is even harder than at at Missouri. But I like both those comparisons. Yeah, it is just like a team that you don't think should be that good, but lo and behold, here they are winning 10, 11 games. Sometimes. So, so what would Oregon State be then? Same thing. Yeah. 
not quite as high lately, but I mean, they still had some great we'll seasons see if, with, uh, with Riley and Erickson. Yeah, 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 we'll see if they get back on track. But um, no, this is this is a great game. Uh, I I really feel like we we did whiff on this one. Me and Patty C fell asleep on the on this <laughs> game particularly. Pack twelve, Nick in the house. All right, Patty uh, C. Oh, where are we going here? We have officially hit the uh, the shit fest here. I don't know. I mean, I, I got some games I like out there. Got some games here. Yeah. What? What games do you like that are out Dude, there? Dude, I have a lot a lot that I have higher than Indiana Cincinnati. <laughs> the Golden Guido? Yes. The Golden Guido. Where's a fucking uh that's that's one of the games you want to see? That will be a 40 point ass whipping. Okay. <laughs> I was weird on the road. Although those sure? numbers, those numbers are, are kind of tell me that I was good on the road, but I guarantee you this, they probably aren't blowouts. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they don't really have that kind of gear whenever what, is the quarterback coming back? Uh, Spencer Petrus. Yeah. Petrus is yeah. coming back. They're not putting 40 on anyone this year. Uh, Petrus no, their defense might. What's that? Petrus yeah. versus Vedral is an awful quarterback. Yeah. No, but yeah. Rutgers has that freshman. He played a little bit last year. Okay. That was please, a really please, high recruit. Please start him. And I'm assuming he gets the nod, but maybe they go Vedral. Maybe they but, give him one but, more but, year. We're all about pound the fucking rock. Are you going this? Are you, ta- ball, are you selecting this game? I have to watch Noah Vedral versus Spencer Petrus. <laughs> that sounds Even great. I will turn that game on. <laughs> what are you talking about? That That's sounds boring. great. That's boring. Um, okay. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go pac 12, you know, just because the South it's a divisional game and sorry, Colby. I su- I'm sure you were eyeballing this one, but look, both these teams have upside and uh, you never know what's going to come here. Week four could be a jumping off point for both these teams. UCLA going to Colorado, fucking beach team versus the high altitude. UCLA should be the favorite, but we're gonna see if that altitude. I hate plays how, a factor. I hate how they they. This is what I mean though. Pac-12, they do it less than any other conference, but USC and UCLA never play Colorado in November. I don't know how. They do this where they always get it. We always Wait, play them in September. You don't know how, or you do know how. No, I'm saying, well, if they're doing this randomly, yeah, you would think one of these years USC yeah. would actually have to go to what? cold weather, right? Uh, or September, UCLA, October, yeah. November. Once every three years, that game would happen in November, and it never happens never in November. Happens in November. Uh, but UCLA at Colorado, obviously, Dorian Thompson Robinson back. Can Colorado Nick shit? Nick was tough on me last week with my buffs play, but you know, it, it's easy to see a tide turn. Don't forget Carl Durrell the year before was was what five and one. Watch out! Watch out for those buffs. They're gonna get the Bruins. What do you think of the play, Nick? Well, last week you played that Colorado Minnesota game where last year what Colorado had like sixty yards of offense or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I was uh, justified in, in my stance there. But uh, look, we're getting to the point where there is kind of slim pickings. I had one other Pac-12 game higher. Yeah, there's one actually that's kind of uh, actually criminally slept on. I think. Yeah, and I'm so, gonna. But, like, yeah, you could argue UCLA. I mean, people are going to be tuning in to see what what Chip Kelly's doing. So it, it's a solid game. Yeah, it, it's a good game. Um, this next game, this next game uh, by me here, I will keep it as as a run on the Pac-12 goes, guys. What if I told you that Stanford and Washington are forty four and forty four and four against wow. each other? A lot, a lot of fours. Yeah. This is an underrated yeah. rivalry. Even when 
even when Washington had rolling with Peterson, you know, the one team that fucked with them, Stanford, <laughs> right? Even when Harbaugh had it going with Stanford, Washington fucked with them. This is a, this is actually a low key, decent game. Uh, so I'm going to take you to uh, what is it? Seattle, Stanford at Washington, Washington on a one game win streak in this series uh, as they, as they got it, got it done last year. Stanford played 12 power fives. What do you make of this matchup? Patty C? Well, they seem like two teams with uh, equally high ceilings. I can't forget the whole late nineties, early two thousands, even though they were peppered a few good years in there. Wait, but they are of Washington. Stanford. Oh, okay. I was like, Washington's they really good sh- yeah. where they were a shit show, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like Washington is the better program just based on that. But I think from a, a from a real ceiling standpoint, these are probably two pretty similar programs. They build their programs in a different way. I feel like Stanford is like your like, you know, standard power football team, and Washington's got a little more speed. And and don't, don't look now, but Tanner McKee projected to be a first round draft pick, but Stanford Cardinal quarterback, another Stanford quarterback in the NFL potentially, but a very competitive game. Wait, yeah. who is Stan, Tanner who, McKee? That's that five, uh, yeah, five, five star. star, yeah, six five, two forty prototype. Yeah. Yep, that's what Stanford does. Nick, what do you make of Stanford Washington? Yeah, this was the Pac-12 matchup I was alluding to. I had I do have it ranked higher than UCLA, Colorado. I agree. Uh, I yeah, agree. I mean, yeah. It, it's always a fun game. I, I'm very interested to see what the Bauer is going to do with the Washington offense. So sign me up. All right. Well, then that puts you back on the clock there. And see Nick. I feel like we've already kind of touched on the game. I will take you Iowa at Rutgers. I think it's an interesting matchup because has Iowa ever played at Rutgers? I mean, these two teams have only played twice ever. So welcome to the world of expansion and large conferences where two schools on opposite sides hardly ever play each other. Well, has it Uh, ever been played in Rutgers? In Rutgers, has it been played, Nick? Do you know? I don't know. I I, I know they they played in twenty sixteen. I'm and pulling it up right now. Hang on. Probably one of those was, but pull it up because yeah, I pull feel- it up. But either way, I mean, so Iowa's two and zero. They won in in sixteen and nineteen. But this Scarlet Knights team is a. I mean, the program looks different than it did back three years ago or six years ago. So I do expect a ball game here. I think it might both might have happened in Iowa City from what I'm seeing. The the corn fail. Yeah, field. this is the first time it really? will happen, I think, in Piscataway. I think. I could be wrong. I I'm, I'm looking at this talk crazy, about a culture clash. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love it. Dude, and, and and Rutgers has been chippier the past couple of, like since Shiano's been there. When can they turn that corner is the question. Kirk Ferentz in Iowa like like we said like uh, although I rattled off those numbers which spoke to me that they're fucking really good on the road still, which is my, I mean, cause when I first think Iowa football, I think they're amazing at home. They can beat anyone in the nation at home. We know we got into this last year when I said that they, they could have gave Georgia a game at home or beat Georgia at home. I still believe anyone in the nation plays in Iowa city. Sure. They're on upset watch Absolutely. in my opinion. Absolutely. So and, to answer your question, 2016 was in Piscataway. Iowa won 14 to seven. That's what I mean <laughs> on the road. On the road, but, but but those numbers that I rattled off at the beginning of the episode says they're a great road team. But but to me, I know them as like this team on the road where I'm like, oh, they don't have enough offense on the road. Yeah. And and yet, Kirk Ferentz, man, he's so fucking underrated. These Iowa fans that want him out are absolutely batshit crazy. They're absolutely batshit crazy. Um, uh, yeah, Patty, see what do you make of this one? We talked about it earlier, so I guess we don't have to talk about it too much. But 
Uh, I expect Iowa to just physically dominate them, but Shiano, you know, how many years is it going to take for him? I mean, to he like, beat Michigan state two years ago. Yeah. Established physicality. How much is it going to, how many years is it going to take for him to get his Ray Rice's Brian Leonard, or I guess it was Brian Leonard, Brian Leonard, Brian Leonard. Yeah. So, so a couple playmakers to like turn this program into a team that wins some games that they should. Ken, uh, Kenny Britt. Yeah, there it is. Kenny Britt, uh, Teal, Mike Teal, the quarterback. Shiano is an elite coach. He's trying to turn around a program that is not like doesn't have near. I mean that that rebuild job that he's doing there is gigantic. But I think. Siano always stays ahead of schedule. So let's see what he got, what, what he has this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How do you see? It goes back to you. I see a couple games out there that haven't been played. Do I got to talk about that historic ACC rivalry that, that we alluded to earlier? Do I got to talk about, uh, I mean, I see a couple sneaky ones there. I don't know what ACC rivalry we're talking about. I'm sure I'm assuming we're going to have to go pretty far down the list to, uh, Friday night. Spot that one. Uh oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. Uh no, we're gonna <laughs> skip that one. Uh, what do you mean? That uh, it's actually in the realm where I almost feel like you have to play it. Especially on on Friday night. By yeah, itself. that's what I mean. No, you don't. It's a terrible game. <laughs> yeah, as a fucking Virginia fan, I don't want to watch that game. Okay. Uh, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Um, we are going with some Mountain West action. We're going to go Nevada traveling to air force, right? It's a decent game. This was a great game last year. This was an absolutely great game last year, dude. I, I don't know if you guys remember this one. I do because uh, I was here at the studio. This one, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, I believe it went to like double overtime. I, I, I think if memory serves me correct. Yeah. And Air Force won by their two point conversion. Uh, so Nevada couldn't get the two point conversion. No, so Air Force won in Reno 41 39. Air Force leads the all time series four to two. Surprising they haven't played more, believe it or not. It's a cool yeah. game. And they're border, a little bit of a border battle here, right? Colorado touches uh, Nevada. No. I, no, 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 no. Utah's in between. Yeah, Utah's yeah. in between. Okay, <laughs> but cultural Mountain West rivalry. Okay. And look, when we were talking on the podcast the other night about how the whole sport is, is uh, geared toward seeing a super important regular season game against uh, Alabama versus Auburn or uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio state. Those are the only games that can possibly imagine uh, matter. If you expand to the playoff, then this kind of game becomes super important. I agree. Right. The I Boise agree. versus Nevada game a few years, all back, those ones. Yeah. That great games massively too, man. And, important. Gr- and check us out. This is a perfect example. I think what Patty C is alluding to. They they only started playing in 2012. Let me rattle off these scores. Yeah. 41-39 last year. 2018 cuz they're in two different divisions. Uh Nevada won 28-25. 2017 45-42. 2014 45-38. 2013 45-42. The the only time it was ever a blowout was in year 1 when Air Force won by 17. Every other game has been decided by seven points or less with majority of them being three points or less with a completely different style of play. Yes. Completely entertaining air raid or, you know, airway air raid or pistol against triple option. It's absolutely fantastic. And yes, you're a hundred percent right. This is why the, the, the playoff would be so great 
And and we undersell yeah. it. This I mean, is a t- as this a is a game that gets pushed aside. Yes, right in favor of these other ones, which could get its shine. And then those teams like Auburn and uh, Alabama, whatever, they get their shine in the playoffs. And it's not like those games at the end of the regular season are going to be meaningless. They're going to still have a ton of meaning. But guess what? They might meet again in the playoffs, or they play someone yeah. else and they get their shine then. And and by the way, might I add, when I was rattling off teams on Monday night when we were recording. Nevada has a 13 and one season where they beat Boise. Yeah. And they, they 13 and one forgotten. And guess what? There was teams with worse records in the playoffs that year. Wow. So, or I'm sorry in, in the, uh, in, in what would have been the playoffs. Cause they didn't have it that year, but so that three or four. Seasons. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. So uh, I, Nick, what do you think of air force Nevada? Yeah, my only concern here is that I don't know how good Nevada is going to be with the new head coach and and half the roster transferring. They got, they out. got Shane Ellingsworth, the Oklahoma State quarterback, transferred in. Yeah, he's. I guess he's okay. Um, and it's on the road too. But hey, uh, I'm not going to argue with it. We got to love these little Mountain West matchups. I love them. I love them. Uh, all right. Well, Your boy Dundee's back on the clock, but before I get there, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying guys. That's why here at SGPN, we use IP IP Vanish VPN. To make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your your private details, you know, your emails, your passwords, your communications, your browsing history will be shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden or hidden. I'm sorry. Uh, IP Vanish makes it virtually invisible uh, or makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP people. So vanish into the night. <laughs> all right. Just, just stay listening to us. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, it's my pick. I'm, I'm going to play this fucking music again. I'm taking you to fucking Provo. Provo, Utah. Kalani Sataki. Oh, this is a fun one. Kalani Sataki loves a physical football game, right? Uh, I think that's BYU's advantage. A lot of times when they play, like they beat USC last year, they beat uh, you know some other uh, Pac-12 schools or Big 12 schools. Well, I think there might be one or two teams in the Mountain West that might match up mm. and like to do Smash Mouth football as well. And one of those is the Wyoming Cowboys. And this is a great uniform matchup. Uh, Wyoming at BYU in Provo. Sign me the fuck up. Craig Bull, Kalani Sataki. Can I just say that's a low key underrated coaching head to head matchup? Two uh, two great coaches. They've won. Uh, I mean, uh, Craig Bull's won several national champ- championships in the FCS level. Well, I'm curious to see uh, the the head to head record between these two teams. Yeah, and this is a border battle to, to Patty C's. Uh, uh, you gotta love that. Yeah, uh, this is BYU's third most played game in their history. Wow, Un- underrated rival. They've played seventy-eight times. BYU leads forty-five to thirty. Um, BYU winners of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games straight. So I'm sure Wyoming wants to get on the better side of this. Greg Bull is. 
Who's the better coach here, Kalani Sataki or Craig Bull? I I would actually think I'd lean Bull, but I think both are very good. Both are very good. Wow. So I mean, complete. Talk about complete domination. Eleven of the last twelve, and then uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventeen of the last nineteen going BYU's mm, favorite. Mm. So Wyoming really got their got got to got to get it fixed. Nick, what do you make of Wyoming BYU? Yeah, this is a fun game every year. Uh, sign me up for these Mountain West games. Hopefully, it's just not on too late. Once again, I sound like a broken record, but uh, especially on a Saturday where it's gonna be so many you know good games on, it's gonna be tough to find its way onto Put the this screen. this on Friday night. Fuck yeah. that Virginia game. Yeah, <laughs> this is better than that. It's a fun game though. Yeah, fun game. Uh, all right, NC Nick. Well, let's go back to the SEC, I suppose. Uh, it, it might be just two average middle of the road teams, but you got Mizzou at Auburn here. Uh, and much like Iowa Rutgers, th- these guys have only played once in an SEC regular season game. That's insane. Uh, they've been, they did they've play, been in 10 years. They've been in that right. fucking league. The only difference is Rutgers came eight years ago. Right. So they did play in the 2013 SEC championship game though, which sounds mm-hmm. crazy to say. <laughs> <laughs> that I is mean, true. That is very how true. Mizzou, how did Mizzou win the SEC East? I don't know. Cause Gary Pinkle was fucking incredible. Yeah. He did it a right. couple of years when he first started right. uh, in the SEC, he which came really, in and dominated the SEC. And, and, and this is what's going to be great because I'm going to go ahead on record and say when, when, when Oklahoma and Texas join, we're going to have a sample size of four teams within their first five years. A and M's never been to an SEC championship. I'm pretty sure Texas is not going to get there in their first five years. Oklahoma jury's still out, but wouldn't it be hilarious if Missouri is the team that had the biggest wow. impact in the SEC, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cause they went, I think two or three years in a row with Gary Pinkle. Yep. Uh, not Georgia, not Florida, not Tennessee, Missouri. Did. You know, yeah. and, and the funniest thing: who do we say had the most road games by a mile? Of Missouri, any, yes, Missouri, yes. Gary Pinkle was a miracle. Worker. He was a great fucking coach, man, and I hope he's doing good. I know he was battling leukemia. Uh, guys, this game's great because both coaches might get fired. Also, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I always love those games when it's like you get the chance to watch one, and, and you know, the 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 loser. That could be their last game ever coaching at that university. It really could, especially in Brian Harson's case. Um, so yeah. sign me up. But I even think Drinkowitz, yeah, they they got rid of Barry Odom. Barry Odom had a better record thus far, two seasons in, than Eli Drinkowitz. So oh, he's his hot seat is cooking. Yeah, I think both are both are pretty hot right now. What is the Missouri expectation? Well, their expectation is a lot better than that because they get a shit ton of money from the SEC network. And and their TV deal and they're the lone uh, power five team or really but part of the thing that has made the SEC kind of separate from the rest of college football has been the contract. Well, no, their university is getting that much money, which means they can go out back back in the day. Mississippi State wouldn't be able to pay for Mike Leach. Yeah, because Wazoo and Mississippi State were on the same level. Yeah. Now with those TV, the, the past fifteen years, the f- there's this gigantic separation. Best coach in college yes. football to be. Yes. The playoff for the thirteenth best team in your conference. Yes, and, and that's what I'm saying. Before it would have been, you know, uh, it, it's completely changed everything. So Missouri has all these resources. I remember I was watching a game during COVID 
on Cla- ESPN Classic of like uh, Nebraska's uh, Scott Frost catch that hit off the foot. Yeah, they flash in that game the salary of the coach of Missouri, which I want to say his name was Larry Smith. I could be wrong. Larry, something. Uh, I don't recall his his name. I think it was Larry Smith. Yeah, he made two hundred grand <laughs> in nineteen ninety seven. Eli Drinkwitz <laughs> makes like five million a year, and this is this has only been like Not I watched this in 2020 ago. when COVID hit. So I was like, wait, in 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 basically 22 college football seasons because it was this was the summer. Yeah, they went from His two guys two hundred grand to to yeah. five million a year multiplied by twenty. That's what would that be? believable. Twenty five times, unfucking believable. This is a good game though. Sign me up for it. I'm on board. Patty C, you are on the clock. We have uh, six more picks left, guys. All right, I am looking up and down this list. We're in the official trash stage of this uh, operation here, but let me uh, let me take some heat here from you guys. I'm gonna go ACC Coastal, and we're going Boston College versus uh, Florida State. That's what I was alluding to earlier. And this one's interesting because you got Jerkovic and Boston College, who's this is one of the rare times I think they might be able to say they're more talented than Florida State. Going to <laughs> Tallahassee, though. Is that gonna be a Dude, problem? Dude, Zay Flowers is public. Did you guys see the story? No. The star receiver for Boston College. Uh if in case you're wondering if Nick Saban Tample or uh t- was tampering or uh Lincoln Riley, Zay Flowers said uh while he's been at Boston College, you know, he's their star receiver, could have went pro. Comes, he's electing to come back for Halfley. Apparently, a big Jeff Halfley guy because he said he turned down uh, seven figures wow. to to go. And he goes, several schools contacted me. <laughs> several schools contacted me. So, in case you're just thinking, hey, you know, you read these headlines and say, you know what, these universities, they're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all fucking contact. And, and, and you know, that's subjective if if it's wrong or not because if everyone's doing it. Just know Zay Flowers though. I was impressed when I saw he turned down that much money to stay at Boston College. Nice. Yeah, that is impressive. When a bag that big is being dropped in front of your face. Yeah, I mean, you stay loyal. You got to give credit. So, so to me, yeah, I'm. I'm. A, you know what? It makes me a Boston College fan in a way this year. I hope BC wins the Coastal or wins the Atlantic. I'm sorry. Rewards. If they're in the coastal, they already went, went to the AC championship five times. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, At least once. Yeah. <laughs> BC Florida state. What do you think, Nick? Yeah. Hey, why not, man? It could be fun. It could be, it should be close. Uh, as long as uh, Jerkovsky is, is healthy. Boston college has a chance to beat anybody that includes on the road <laughs> in Tallahassee and Norvell could be fired. This is one that could get him fired. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if BC goes in there, it wins 31 10. I can see them firing Norvell. Is Jerkowski and Halfley the best coaching combination in the ACC right now? You mean quarterback coach? Quarterback coach. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't know Van Dyke and Cristobal yet. What about Leary and Doran? No, I would go Hartman That's and Clausen. Hartman Clausen. Those are very high. Yeah. 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 But, but. Okay. But yeah, it's it's up there. It's right there. Yeah. Hartman Clausen probably be my first pick. But yeah, it's a good game. I'm with you. All right. It's on me here, folks. Uh your boy Dundee, and I'm gonna take you to Hmm. There's some games out there. There's some I'm gonna take you to what did we call this fucking stadium? Uh the brand new stadium opening up in San Diego. 
We called it. Uh, there was some type oh, of name. Geez. What was it? Uh, I feel it wasn't Dignity Health. That's the uh, that's the Chargers in Long Beach. But this was like, I don't know. It was it was uh, very some, corporate. No, it was like a weird name. It was like a, a, a net company. I feel like, but I'm gonna take you to Toledo. Snapdragon. Snapdragon. There we go. Uh, Toledo has been to me, like, yes, they haven't won the Mac championship recently, like that recently, not since Matt Campbell, I believe, but they've been kind of like a blue blood in the Mac since like the nineties. They had Nick Saban one year. Toledo has been a a decent program. They've been like, if if you had to name the blue bloods in the Mac, would you, would we all not say Toledo, the rockets? Yeah. Yeah, Let's admit that horrible name, the Rockets. cool name and a cool helmet. No, the real cool name is the Aztecs, and they're going all the way to San Diego. Two decent mid majors here. Brady Hoke used to coach in the MAC at Ball State. Mm. Uh, Toledo at San Diego State at Snapdragon Stadium. Nobody walks into the Snapdragon. Nobody, no one goes into the Snapper. We need to. Right. No, one, no one goes into the Snapper and gets a dub. We need to go down to the Snapper and fucking. We do. Yeah. We should go to this one. And and by the way, Rage I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and predict that San Diego State will rush for 200 yards in this game. Uh, NC Good Nick, shot. your thoughts on Toledo at San Diego Don't State? Don't be a bitch, Kobe. We're going to the fucking Snapper this year. Let's go to the Snapper. <laughs> no one walks into the the Snapper. All right? That's right. Turn up the heat when you go into the Snapper. <laughs> Damn right. What do you think of Toledo at San Diego State, Nick? That's ah, a decent game. I I wish it was on like a Wednesday night or something. You know, uh, but it's an interesting matchup between because it, it, it's like a bowl game kind of. Yeah, two schools that don't face each other often. So solid game. And they both have been like. Good programs, like for a while. I feel like yeah. they both win every year. I feel like, uh, Patty C, your thoughts on Toledo, San Diego State? You don't like it, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he hates it. That whiskey is uh, boating there. Um, look, he's having it with ginger ale. That's his fucking thing. Dude, I'm sorry. Oh, that's strong stuff. <laughs> oh man, I hate you. That Schweppes. That Schweppes will bite you. Well, you don't chug it like I do. You're fucking nursing your shit. What do you mean? My shit's been done for 20 minutes. Well, I've been on three for the last (laughs) 20 minutes, so I don't know. Anyway, um, Toledo, San Diego State. Well, I mean, do we expect this to be pretty competitive here? Yeah, Toledo's decent. Toledo's the long trip, Ohio to California. There's a reason why Cincinnati doesn't schedule Toledo. Yeah, they schedule Miami, Ohio. True. True, although they scheduled <laughs> Arkansas this past year, but I'm just giving you a hard time because you I mean, son of a gun. But look, Toledo is the third best team in Ohio over the past 30 years. Toledo is going to get rocked by 21 points in this game. Probably, probably it's a far trip. Yeah. <laughs> that is a far but trip. Toledo is a, a high level MAC team, so this would be a great win for that conference. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now it goes to good old NC Nick. <laughs> Second, second to last pick for you, NC Nick. All right, good. Let's uh, keep it cranking, guys. It's getting a little late on the uh, old <laughs> EC over here. Uh, this game might be number one if it was on the hardwoods, but it's not. So it's number whatever, twenty fifth or twenty sixth. Duke, Kansas. <laughs> uh, Duke, Duke won this game last year, fifty two thirty. You're very lucky you caught. Le- you're very lucky you caught Leopold in what game two? Was that game now we two? Got, now we got Mike Elko at the helm. I think we go on the road and get this. Uh, now get the fuck out of here. Kansas by <laughs> Kansas by double digits. 
<laughs> Patty C. I love this matchup. And and this is one that needs to be Friday night because I am True. all on board and watching this one. Hold on. Uh Duke uh new coach situation. Mike What's Elko. Elko, okay. Oh god, I feel like those are two Leopold against Elko. Very comparable coaches in terms of what they accomplished coming into their current gig. Yeah, Mike Elko really has thirty national championships. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, Mike Elko played in front of more than eight fans for his uh, coaching career, whereas Leopold, you know, Division three, that's great. Fair enough. Yeah, well, I mean Buffalo, Buffalo. Uh, yeah, that program. That Buffalo. program was very prestigious before Lance Leopold. Yeah, uh, and, and the problem now is that Mike Elko is not going to be coaching in front of eight fans at Duke. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's true. true. We're gonna figure out what he's. Uh, <laughs> now they're on e- equal playing field here. Uh, I got Kansas in this one. Yeah, Kansas got Leopold, baby. Yeah, I can't wait to talk shit to Nick on this one though. Put move this to Friday night ACC. On. Come on, put this on the ACC network. <laughs> put this on ESPN two. I don't give a shit. Uh, all right, Patty C. <laughs> Your last pick in the draft, buddy. Well, there's a part of me that wants to reference again Josh Pate and talk about uh, recruiters that aren't actually good coaches and go to the Maryland versus Michigan game and and uh, talk <laughs> yeah. about Mike Loxley, who is the quintessential. Are you going there? No, I'm not. Oh, okay, I'm not at all interested in that game. Although, well, then why you bring it up? <laughs> I just wanted. I want to talk shit. Josh Nick's Pate. just trying to go to sleep. He's yeah. like, God damn it. <laughs> Get long-winded bastards. Pick a game. <laughs> We're going to the dome. We're going to the only Friday. Virginia night game. at Syracuse. There You're damn go. right. Look, Virginia. Uh, we're gonna see what they're capable of, but I will say with uh, uh, who is it, Nicholas uh, Harbor, that uh, on top of uh, uh, Arch Manning, that the coach is bringing in for Virginia. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Tony Elliott. You Tony can, Elliott. Look, you can bring in whoever you can bring in for all look, I care. You can bring in slinging Sammy ball. The You're number not going to five stars. In. You bring on campus affects your <laughs> recruiting. And, and Tony Elliott is doing a great job bringing recruits on campus <laughs> and look, get another win here. Fuck Syracuse. Uh, Virginia's on the come up. So I'm throwing this on the radar here. All, all right. Friday night all by itself. I do like that. And I think it has to be played because it's Friday night all by itself. There you go. Agreed. Thank you. Uh, two picks left in the draft. Gosh, can't believe I'm gonna make it. It's either I'm not. I'm not doing the Maryland Michigan thing. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, let's go to Berkeley. Arizona at Cal. Good God. I think Jaden, <laughs> Jaden Delore. What do you mean? You just played Virginia Syracuse, <laughs> Arizona. Who's the last great player to come out of Virginia? Oh, uh, fuck it. At least Aaron Rodgers was at Cal. They were top 10. No, Arizona the, is my complaint. Oh, okay. Well, well fuck. What, I mean, Syracuse and Arizona Trump candidate is Syracuse better than Arizona. It's both terrible games. We're <laughs> We're we're at the very bottom of this list. <laughs> All right, but we're working it. We're working it. Chuck Cecil, Chuck Cecil went to Arizona. Is the college experience that was in nineteen ninety? And he's on the fucking staff True. at Arizona now. The Desert Swarm. Is Arizona back. at Cal in Berkeley. Uh, drop some acid and enjoy this one because you might need to drop some acid. Uh, but I know I'm a Justin Wilcox believer, and I also think Jed Fish. I don't know about his head coaching ability. But I can tell you this: He landed the best recruiting class they've ever had, and they de- not only did that, 
they went out in the transfer portal. And in my opinion, they won the transfer portal, but brought in Jaden Delora, brought in Jacob cowing, the star receiver from UTEP. Watch out for the wildcats as, as a team that I, I just don't know what to expect. I don't know if fish can coach, but I can tell you this. He I know, I know Wilcox can coach. I know Wilcox can coach. So I'm going to uh, Arizona at Cal in Berkeley. Put this on Friday night too. put every game on Friday night at this point, <laughs> Nick, your thoughts on Arizona Cal. It's a solid game, but yeah, well, look at this point, it's pretty slim pickings. You did forget one that I'm going to give with my last pick here, but your game is solid. I mean, at this point, what do you expect? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I forgot one. I mean, look, I, I, I'll be honest. It was, this was the three that I was thinking. Uh, it was Maryland, Michigan, Arizona, Cal, or Marshall at Troy. You still didn't mention it. <laughs> Charlotte, this team, Charlotte, this non power five team was down by only seven points at Ohio state last year with four minutes left to play oh, in the game. I do like this one. Okay. That would have been, that would have been the next, next two or three Tulsa picks. at Ole Miss. Yeah, well, that's I'm true. just saying Tulsa might be able to hang around. They're a solid program. Old Miss has a lot of change, a lot of turnover from, you know, personnel from last year. Steve Largent went to Tulsa. You can't, can't hate on Tulsa, man. Gus Farratt went go. to Tulsa. All right. Tulsa had two offensive linemen drafted in like the first two rounds this past year. I think it was Frank. I think a uh, few years ago, the Redskins drafted a linebacker out of uh, Tulsa. I'm saying Montgomery. On. They're underrated. Tulsa One of the Ole Miss. hottest girls I ever dated was from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, the shout out to the, in the movie, the outsiders. You and never know where those yeah. hotties are going to come from. <laughs> well, the hottest girl you ever dated was probably a five, right? I got him done there. Uh, so LA five. Uh, yeah. And, and LA five is a Raleigh eight. So <laughs> <laughs> well in Tulsa, I mean a five in Tulsa <laughs> and LA it depends five. where, I mean, I mean, I actually, for some reason I do feel like Oklahoma. Hey, maybe a bit might be better than what uh, people think. LA five is in, is in West Hollywood. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll say what, this. What, what Look, the fuck are you I'll saying? Say saying I get on, I get on, I get on <laughs> Tinder bitch. and I'm she swipe- great ass. <laughs> I'm saying I get on Tinder and most <laughs> half the time that I'm like spotting something I like, I double check and it's not not on brand for old Patty C or any of us. Oh, okay. You know, I, think, I think I get what you're yeah. Yeah. 2022 yeah. is weird in the old dating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about that in Raleigh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. For uh, you. Uh, although man, when I did a comedy show in Raleigh last, they, they did have the bathroom situation. Uh, it was, mm. I, it was very confusing. That for Clay, me. Clay Travis quote. Uh, that was fucking that was really good. funny, man, about the NBA, not doing their all-star game in Charlotte. But, uh, uh, but, but yes, but, but going to play a game in where was it? United Arab yeah, Emirates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're at this part. Well, well I don't get, I get a break, man. Cold, but they're we counting get, down seven, six, five. We're giving our, what the fuck Lou Holtz, what the fuck game of the week. And then we're getting out of here. Um, Patty C you have the first pick in this, in this, what the fuck game of the week. What are you taking? I'm going a little bit down the list here. And I'm going to say the very, very golden flashes of Kent State <laughs> traveling to defending national champion. Have you seen Kent State's schedule this, this Georgia year? Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, good God, Georgia, come on. At least make it regional. That's that's your excuse for playing some right. shit ass. Uh guys, Kent State's at a conference schedule at Washington week one. At Oklahoma oh week two <laughs> and at Georgia week four. 
Oh my goodness. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all wow. four of those teams. Seattle, have Norman, the, and Athens. All three of those teams have played in the uh the college playoff. football playoffs. All three have been in the college football in the playoffs. Eight years of its yeah. existence. Almost every year. One of those teams. But Patty's right. Georgia, why don't you go play a Sunbelt team? Why, yeah. why why are you going up into the Mac? Because that's what the SEC does. That's the they're like, give us give us a shitty method. FCS. And give us normally it's like Akron or Ball State or or uh, Bowling Green. Yeah. Uh, instead, it's uh, this year it's Kent State who actually is like a, is a little bit better yeah. than those teams. Kent State, let's get a bunch of guys from Ohio who have no animosity towards us for not recruiting them. Yeah, right. and uh, <laughs> let's just whip the living tar out of them and get an yeah. easy win. Let's not play Georgia Southern or Georgia State. Yeah, because that might actually be a ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, they learned their lesson against Georgia Southern when they were in the FCS and they scheduled them, and that shit went to overtime. And Georgia State yeah. last year, or no, was, no, Florida, was wasn't Auburn. it? No, no. Georgia Georgia Southern beat Florida at beat, Florida without yeah. completing a pass, and, <laughs> and and they took Georgia to overtime. That if, and and Georgia Southern getting rid of the triple option. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You, you, Paul you, Johnson. Two teams that have won the national championship in the past fifteen years, and and you played with them with the triple option, and you beat one of them and took the other one to overtime in their home stadium. What are you What are you doing? Abandoned ship. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that is a great what the fuck uh, game of the week. Um, it goes to pick two uh, for the Lou Holtz what the fuck game of the week, and that's me. Well, well I don't get. I got the head cold, but. And uh, when I look at this, man, I mean, there's uh it's, it's actually, it's bad, but it's not as bad as most weeks. I feel like, true, a- true. and I'm going to take you to New Mexico at LSU, New Mexico at LSU, because once again, mm-hmm. you could play a Sunbelt, you could play Louisiana or even ULM. All right. Uh, or Tulane. You have three mid majors that are right there. Right or Southern Miss, right there. But don't you know, Colby? Don't you know? New Mexico and New Mexico State. Are yes, New Mexico. <laughs> they are. They are honorary. I know they're fringe SEC teams. Yeah, they're considering that move into <laughs> the state of New Mexico. They're already into Texas <laughs> and Oklahoma. Right. And what would really make the SEC next level? Keep pushing west. Is is if you can take down the great state of New Mexico. So the low want to open up the uh, recruiting pipelines <laughs> into the into to New Las Mexico. Cruces, yes, <laughs> to Las Cruces, which they has got a lot of great talent. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Fe Looking is known for, the for their football. Brian there's there's yeah. nothing like going to Santa Fe and checking out an art gallery and then the local high school football team. Uh, uh, but New Mexico travels to LSU and just. A barn burner, a barn burner. I know Brian Kelly's going to have to stay up late this week, <laughs> as uh, as as the uh, the Prepping Lobos that vaunted Lobos that attack. Lobo offense is dynamic, like Dan Marino's wife. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, well, Nick, it's on it's on you. Well, well I don't get the rain man cold, but you're you're what the fuck game of the week, buddy. Yeah, you guys definitely gobbled up the two I would have went with. I'll go FCS versus FBS, I guess. Even though this FCS team beat an FBS squad last year, I'll go Rhode Island versus Pitt. Uh, <laughs> Rhode Island beat UMass last year, <laughs> if, if that counts. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I mean, come on, Pitt, you can do better than that. Yeah, Pitt wins the ACC, and you schedule fucking. I mean, 
Come on, I know it's these just so boring. <laughs> Rhode Island, the Rams. Hey, well, Pitt lost to Western Michigan. What? How, how close is Rhode Island to Western Michigan as far as talent? I don't know. Western Michigan had a couple players drafted, but I mean, like Rhode Island's yeah. terrible. I mean, they're in the CAA. How uh, was JMU against the Rams? I have no idea. I think they owned them. I personally think they owned them. Pretty but sure we uh, took care of. Yeah, that. Rhode Island at Pitt. That's a horrible fucking game. You know. Yeah, I don't know what else to make of that. It's besides, just like sleepy Northeast football. Yeah, exactly. Nobody why not? Cares. Why not play UConn here instead of Rhode right. Island? It's like the Northeast doesn't care about football in the first place, and then you take like the eighth best team in each state. Yeah, you notice how they didn't play Villanova because they might lose that game. Right. Crazy, or even like even Temple, who sucks. <laughs> Rhode Island, safe yeah. bet. Rhode Island. Uh, Rhode Island at Pitt. All right, folks, subscribe to the college football experience. We do this every week. Uh, we'll have you covered for week five next week. So subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, yeah, keep on rocking in the free world. The college football experience is on Twitter at uh, TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. Get that SGPN app. We also host the USFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to that. We also host the College Basketball Experience. Subscribe to that. And all of our feeds. Terrell Furman was on the show earlier. Go get his stuff. Uh, you know, NBA Podcast uh, or NBA Gambling Podcast, WNBA Gambling Podcast. Um, uh, we have, there's just so much out there. NHL Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We got you covered MLB gambling podcast. So check all that stuff out and uh, get that SGPN app, the Slack channel, sports gambling podcast going off. We just got so much stuff for you to check out. So please. And I I say that without being arrogant, please check us out. uh, And uh, I think you'll, I really believe you'll enjoy it. So, all right, folks, this is the college football experience week four style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. You come from a land down